coming up on Lockdown Dodgers. Does Dodgers have that dog already on the roster? I think so, and I think he just hasn't been here the last two postseasons. We take a quick look back at the trade deadline based on performances that happened in game one of the ALCS. If you're a Dodger fan, who should you root for in the NLCS? We'll get into all that. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. Find us where we find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to be an everydayer or be on your path to becoming an everydayer, all you have to do is uh, subscribe and listen and watch every single day. And boom, you're an everydayer. We appreciate you if you already are one. We appreciate you if you want to be one. And we still appreciate you, maybe maybe not as much uh, if you're not an everydayer. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Samperio, and usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, but I'm rolling solo for the day, and we are both high-flying Dodger fans who have watched a lot of Dodger games. We've covered the team in the past and present. We've been in the press box, been in the locker room. We've been in various stadiums to watch the Dodgers. We've been at Kellenback Ranch. Uh, just a lot of different ways that we've seen the Dodgers, and we think we can bring uh, knowledgeable no- – yeah, knowledgeable and rational uh, thought to being a Dodger fan, and if not, uh, at least to be someone you can argue with uh, on the screen. So that's what we're here to do. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm currently in Atlanta for Game One and Two of the NLCS. Uh, I thought I'd be in Atlanta for Game One, Two of the NLCS, but uh, to watch the Dodgers. But uh, we're we're not doing that. Um, but I'm here for work, helping out game one and two of the NLCS. Uh, there's going to be an alternative broadcast uh, with Latino players, uh, kind of similar to Manning casts on Monday Night Football, but uh, it'll be kind of like that, but with Latino players talking as the NLCS is going on. So if you want to check that out, it's going to be on True TV and streaming on Max. Uh, originally, this was a split episode, but... Jeff had some technical difficulties on his side, and uh, now I'm going solo today. Um, so we we know that we, on Friday we kind of put out a call for Fire Dave Roberts and and uh, to get you know your pitches in uh, and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll we'll still get to that at some point this week. So if you still have ideas, uh, if you still believe that Dave Roberts should be fired, and you have you know reasons, and you have a good person. To replace him, that is an upgrade. Then uh, we're st- we're still hearing on that, but I'm here to talk about some of this stuff that I've seen on social media, and you know, kind of talk through what I my perspective on it. Um, and it's you know, we talked we touched on it a little bit last week with uh, people bringing up Bryce Harper and how he loves Philadelphia and you know, rides for the team and brings that passion and everything else. And 
uh, the Dodgers don't have that, uh, you know, direct, almost directly in the sense of, you know, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts uh, as being, you know, the, the star that just represents and, and, and holds up for the city, for the team, for whatever. And I've been thinking about this a little bit the last, you know, few days since Dodger eliminated. And, and it didn't hit me initially, but then I'm just kind of thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. The Dodgers have that dog. They have that one person that kind of can, a team can, well, one, rally around, two, that just has that mentality of, I'm not going to lose. You're not going to beat me. I'm going to be, you know, respected. And if I'm not respected, I'm going to go get my respect. And it's Walker Bueller. And, you know, I, I I was hoping that the Dodgers hadn't lost in the 2019 NLDS because then the stat would be that the Dodgers have never been eliminated in the NLDS while Walker Bueller has been on the roster. Um, or on the postseason roster at, at more specifically. But I think it still kind of stands up. Because, like, like, 2019, they – Almost, I can almost say, you know, not not guaranteed, but if Dave Roberts goes to his bullpen rather than to Clayton Kershaw in late in that game, or I even after Kershaw got the end of the inning, and then you come the fresh inning and you go with your bullpen, if the Dodgers win that game and advance to the NLCS that year, um, and, you know, kind of goes from there on what happens. But... Walker Buehler is that guy. And and it, it I know some people might want it to be an offensive player just because they play in every game and, you know, they can, you know, have a, a bigger impact on a day-to-day basis. Like, Walker Buehler is that dude. Like, Walker Buehler has that confidence, has that swagger, has that, you know, for lack of a better term, that FU attitude. He brings an edge to the team. You know, and he performs, you know, for the most part, he's performed in the postseason, you know, started in in 2018 where, you know, he was a guy kind of leading the way. And then, you know, the one game they did win in the World Series, uh, you know, it wasn't directly because of him. Obviously, that game went a lot of innings after he came out of the game, but he set that tone. He shut that Red Sox offense down. You know, even 2019 game five, he had set that tone. He had given the Dodgers what they needed. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't go that way. You know, 2020, he was that guy kind of leading the way. Uh, you know, 2021, you know, he had a this couple starts in, in the NLDS, and, you know, he got it done. And, you know, has he always gotten it done? No, but no, none of the other people that, you know, people might reference as that dog or that person, uh, you know, get it done every single time. But for the most of Walker Blue has been that guy, and he brings that intensity, that edge, that, you know, that that mentality. And, you know, I can understand if, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, you know, it should be Mookie, it should be Freddie, or it should be somebody on the offensive side. And I can, you know, I can understand that. And I believe that that, that still holds, you know, some resonance. If, if you do believe that you need a player like that or you need somebody like that or you need a personality like that and you want it to be on the offensive side, then, you know, I can understand that. But honestly, I... I I don't know if Walker Buehler swings both series this year. I know both series of the NLDS last year and this year. 
but they definitely I cannot you know say that he 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 didn't give up six runs in the first. He didn't give up two runs in the first. Uh, and you know he might steal you a game in each series, and then you run the game five if that's the case, or you win it in four depending on you know if he pitches two games in this series. If you stole a game, then then he pitches another game, and you know that's a difference. And I think that's kind of where it sits. I think. And it's kind of, it's tough because it's not as easy as saying, oh, well, they'll have Walker Buehler back next year, and that's how it'll be. He's coming off his second Tommy John surgery. The mentality is definitely still going to be there. He had that mentality this year trying to get back. I mean, he, you know, coming back from a second Tommy John surgery to just to get on the mound in, the, in a you know professional game this year was, was a big accomplishment. You know, we trusted in him so much that at one point, you know, I was convinced he was coming back. And then I was convinced he wasn't, and I was convinced he was again, and then he got shut down. So I think, you know, kind of where it sits for him is uh, I hope that the stuff comes with comes back, or, or, or I hope the stuff matches the intensity and that, you know, fire and that passion and everything that he brings to the team. Hope his stuff can match that because if it does, then obviously the Dodgers, you know, have that person once again. Um, but also just, you know, because it, it helps the Dodgers win. He, you know, gets the job done and he's gotten the job done multiple times when they needed it. And like that, I don't think it directly changes the outcome of the last two years, but I do think it changes some outcomes that could have changed the overall outcome. And I do think, you know, you can, as an offensive player, you can take some of that and get some of that passion and that fire and whatever else, you know. Things that may not matter but maybe do matter, you know, there's a fine line between trying to figure that out. I think that's where it comes from. And I think, you know, sitting behind a guy like Walker Bueller, you feel that. Obviously him pitching well was going to help the offense regardless because you don't need to, you might not need to score as many runs, but I do think that that's that fire that you, you know, some people might want. So um, I'm excited to see Walker Buehler come back next season, not just for postseason sake or, you know, to, to prove a point or anything. I really just want to see him because I like seeing him pitch and I like, you know, having that mentality, but just to see, you know, if, if it does help out. So, the uh, Jordan Montgomery pitched very well for the Rangers last night in game one of the ALCS, in which the Rangers won. And talk a little bit about the trade deadline because obviously, you know, that's been a, a topic of uh, contention now that the Dodgers have lost and uh, they didn't get anything or they didn't have anyone at the trade deadline that really made a huge, huge impact. So that's it on tap. So, let's get, uh, let's stay locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Have you ever needed tickets last minute, but you didn't know what to do and, or you didn't know which app to use and you were just like, you know what? I wish there was just one app that made it easy that I could find my tickets and not have to worry about it. That's the Game Time app. Because you don't have to worry about tickets for next event. You don't shouldn't have to worry about, you know, finding the best price uh, by looking through multiple 
ways of, 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 of finding tickets, you should be able to have that all in one. And that's what the Game Time app was. Killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from the seat, best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So why not go check it out now? And, you know, of all this, I think the biggest thing with Game Time is Game Time guarantee. If you buy tickets, you can feel comfortable in knowing that if you do end up finding cheaper tickets or cheaper tickets come across your way and they're in the same section and same row as yours, the Game Time Guarantee gets you 110% of the difference. But you'll actually make a little bit of money or get some money back and you'll be able to still go and enjoy the game. So that's what is there for the Game Time. That's what's there with the Game Time app. And that's, that's all you really need. And like I said, all the other stuff is just gravy on top of that. You can see what your seats look like before you buy. You can get tickets all the way up till game time, literally. And uh, it, it's all there for you in one easy app. But go check out the game time app. Go download it if you don't already have it. And take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app right now. Create a code. Create an account. And use the code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's game time app. Go download it right now. Redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, you can find us on the podcast and on YouTube. We're here for you every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes. They'll be coming every day or by listening or watching every day. Remember SiriusXM or the SXM app. Uh, you can listen to games on there if you're still keeping up with the MLB playoffs. And if not, uh, just remember them for next year when you want to watch or listen to the Dodgers. You can search Dodgers and call broadcast for anything. All right. So, as I mentioned, Jordan Montgomery pitched last night and pitched very well for the Rangers. Not allowed run. He pitched into the seventh inning. He honestly went – they had someone warming up at one point in, like, the fourth inning. He pushed through that and ended up giving three more innings. Uh, you know, in this day and age, uh, you don't normally see pitchers pitch that deep into into games in the postseason. Uh, this game featured two of them, two guys that were both traded at the trade deadline, actually, two, in Justin Verlander and Jordan Montgomery. And that got me thinking, you know, Trade deadline has been a topic of uh, what I've seen on the timeline or, you know, on social media, whatever, for the Dodgers and just kind of, you know, the complaints about it and, and, you know, warranted in the sense that the Dodgers didn't do enough at the deadline to kind of cover what was the team's biggest issues. Um, You know, we've obviously talked about the trade deadline in depth and you know if you say oh the Dodgers didn't do anything at the deadline or Friedman didn't care or whatever yes by results by definition of the results of the trade deadline you know the Dodgers didn't do enough to address the issues they had but you know in the other sense is that it wasn't for lack of trying at least on the starting pitching front the Dodgers were linked to Justin Verlander and would likely have been a, a potential destination if the Houston Astros didn't step in, if Justin Verlander 
who obviously feels comfortable in Houston, kind of forced his way there because he did have, uh, you know, the means to do so. And that's out of the Dodgers' control. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how deep it was in, in the sense of, oh, you know, Houston or bust. If the Dodgers had overwhelmed the Mets with an offer, you know, would that have made a difference? I don't know. At, at all, but again, it it didn't seem like it was a move that was going to happen once Houston kind of stepped in and was serious about it. Um, and you know, that was maybe one of the, the best, if not the best, starting pitcher that got traded at the deadline. And you know, it, it didn't happen that way. Max Scherzer, another one. You know, he's on the ALCS roster for Houston after not pitching in the NLDS and not being on the rocks and obviously was hurt all of September. You know, I don't think that was someone that was coming back here anyways, um, especially with the no trade cost. Jordan Montgomery probably performed the best or, you know, top three of all the starters traded at the deadline. But even then, you know, he had a it, – it, he's not a guy you're acquiring – per se, for a game one start. And obviously he pitched game one last night and did very well. But I think that's one of those trades that ends up working out for you. But I don't think fans are excited in the moment. Like if the Dodgers trade deadline had been Jordan Montgomery instead of Lance Lynn in the moment, I don't think – I think we would have had the same complaints that they had. They're like the dogs didn't do enough to, to go out and, and get what they needed. But this one would have been more performance-based because obviously Ben Montgomery has performed so far in the postseason. He he did have an okay start in the in the ALDS, uh, four innings, four runs, but in the other two starts, he's I don't think he allowed up runs in each of the other two starts in the wild card round and now the LCS. Um, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez, we didn't get to see in the postseason. Um, but that was someone the Dodgers had already made a trade for in 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 a sense, and then he ended up you know rejecting that trade. And you know whether it was you know whether it was they the Tigers didn't see there being an issue, whether they talked to the agent and he kind of you know maybe said there wasn't going to be an issue. And then last minute, there was an issue. Whatever the case, Dodgers had made that. Whatever the trade was, it was in place. Didn't go through. And you know, again, that's one where we don't know what would have happened. Would that have made a difference? I don't know. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, there wasn't anyone traded, or even other people that the Dodgers or that Dodger fans may have wanted. You know, Lucas Giolito didn't work out. You know, Jack Flaherty, he didn't even pitch for the Orioles at all in the postseason. I don't. And, and, you know, wasn't necessarily a factor down the stretch. He, you know, it, it, it's just so hard to kind of predict. You can go out and get the biggest and, and best name. And the Dodgers have done that in the past. You know, they went out and got you Darvish in 2017. And it worked out for the most part, obviously, until the World Series. It, and it, it didn't work out. And now, you know, you Darvish is not the most liked name maybe among Dodger fans. 
Um, and that same year, obviously, Justin Verlander got traded a month later after the, the actual deadline and the, and the waiver deadline. And that ended up, you know, working out. You know, the Dodgers did beat him in the World Series. Um, you know, he, he might have had different luck on the other side. But, again, the Dodgers had already traded for you, Darvish. You Darvish was the better pitcher at the dead, you know, around the deadline time. He was an all-star that year. You know, Verlander, I don't think you could have known what was going to happen with him. Um, you know, if you do, either one, a little bit of revisionist history or two, you just are a, a very good talent scout. Uh, you know. But I think this year's trade deadline is hard to judge and get too mad at when the Dodgers were in on two of the biggest names that were available at the deadline at, you know, well, at least more readily available in Eduardo Rodriguez and Verlander. And for their, for, you know, different reasons, those both didn't come to fruition. You know, Dylan Cease was a name that I kind of got excited about once Verlander and, and guys like that were off the table. It would have come with some team control, you know, who would have brought a, a, a theoretical ace, or you know, at least an ace on this team to the to the roster. But again, even he didn't pitch well this hang out. But you know, it's it's a lot different when you're pitching for a bad team than you know, maybe not as motivated than if you're pitching you know, not to say anything about Dylan Cease and his motivation. Uh, but you know, that's just natural. If you're on a winning team, you might, you know, perform better because you're more into I don't know, you know. But whatever the case was, this trade deadline, I don't know if there was enough out there in the deadline to kind of mask what ended up being the issues for the Dodgers. Because unless you traded for somebody that didn't get traded or that wasn't necessarily readily available or, you know, anything like that, you know, I don't know if that's the case in the sense that, you know, he pitches better. And, Again, even if the Dodgers had traded for Jordan Montgomery, you know, obviously it would have been dependent on how he pitched down the stretch, but he likely would have gotten the same start that Lance Lynn got for the Dodgers in game three, which if he does pitch well, guarantees you one game there, but you still have to win other games with like Kershaw and Miller now, you know, unless Montgomery just came in and was locked down and he gets a game one or two start potentially. Which could have happened. So I think the trade deadline obviously wasn't fruitful. Um, and after those first couple weeks, uh, didn't bring much to the team overall. You know, Kike had a, had a decent postseason. Uh, Ricario kind of fell off after the first two weeks, didn't even make the, the NLDS roster. <clears throat> it was, you know, you know, Ryan Yarbrough was cool, but again, wasn't on the NODF roster. So I think it's fair to say the deadline didn't help the Dodgers, but I also think if you look at it uh, through, you know, a more rational lens, the Dodgers would have either had to do something that didn't happen in the sense of getting a player that didn't get traded, or they would have had to target a different type of player like Jordan Montgomery. Maybe, you know, they wouldn't have targeted in the past because they're looking for a one or two, not necessarily a guy that in their eyes might be a number three type pitcher. So it happens. 
Last segment of the day is, as a Dodgers fan, uh, who are you rooting for in the NLCS, if you even care, if you even watch? Uh, I have some thoughts on that, so that's what we're going to get into, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Now, the Dodgers have lost, but that doesn't mean the postseason has to be lost for you. It doesn't have to be lost. You can make it a win with FanDuel, because if you join FanDuel today, you get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you paste your first $5 bet. So go ahead, put a $5 bet down on something to happen in game one of NLCS tonight. doesn't matter too much what it is. Uh, because you're going to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed anyway. So if you think that the Phillies are going to win, you can put $5 on the Phillies. If you think the V-Bucks are going to win, you can put $5 on that. If you think that Gallon is going to go six innings, you can put money on that. If you think that Bryce Harper is going to home run, hit a home run, you can put money on that. You can do all that with FanDuel. So if you get the FanDuel app, you can check it all out. Get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a win, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. If you, you know, if the first batter is Corbin Carroll and he gets out and you think, oh, I think Tom Marte is going to hit a double, you can put that down and win really quick with quick bets. Go check that out right now, fanduel.com slash locked on. Get it, check it out, and, uh, you know, make this uh, uh, make this postseason more fruitful than it has for yourself than it was for the Dodgers. So step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just head over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. If we're not your first listen of the day, we uh, would ask you to consider making us your first listen of the day. If you have a commute to work, uh, we can probably fit in there because if you listen on double speed, that's 15 minutes. If you listen regular speed, that's 30 minutes. Then how long your commute is, we can fit in there. Um, or maybe, you know, I know there's some listeners that listen to us on their workout in the morning or maybe a morning walk, something like that. Uh, first lesson of the day, check us out. If not, make us at least one one of your listens of the day. And that makes you an everyday, which is already uh, a winning mentality for us. So go do that. And then SiriusXM or the SXM app can help you out with broadcasts of the games right now or the home broadcast for any Dodge game next season. Let's finish up on uh, the NFCS starts tonight. The Philadelphia Phillies are hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks. The 90-win Philadelphia Phillies are hosting the 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks. It is definitely not the NLCS that maybe a lot of fans expected. Definitely not one that maybe MLB is extremely excited for in terms of ratings, uh, but it's the one that we have. And honestly, like before the throwing out Dodger fandom, you know, Rangers, Astros, Phillies, Diamondbacks doesn't sound like, you know, quote unquote, the sexiest matchups, at least, you know, in terms of ratings and teams and everything else. But, you know, just based on obviously the way they've been playing this postseason, like Diamondbacks, Phillies, both teams have had to win two series to get here. And they've had to beat the 100 win teams to get here. And, you know, they're both seem on fire. Like, as a Dodgers fan, you're like, oh man, the, the Diamondbacks are on fire. There's no way to stop them. 
But you look on the other side, the Phillies were on just as much as on fire. Uh, you know, they, they would have swept the Braves if not for a late rally in, in game two of that series. And, uh, you know, they're just as on fire as, as Diamondbacks. And then, you know, on the AL side, obviously we probably know Dodger fans are really rooting for an Astros win. Uh, at this point, like rooting against Astros is not so much for any of the players because uh, there's only a couple that were even on the team back in 2017. But I just don't want their fan base to be happy, uh, at least me personally. So, you know, Rangers, Corey Seager is easy to root for. Um, you know, probably another topic of conversation at some point this week about Corey Seager and if Dodgers should have kept him around. Uh, but, you know, as a Dodger fan, I'm not going to tell you who to root for or how to enjoy postseason baseball if you are or aren't. Um, but, you know, just as a Dodger fan, like, what is more beneficial to root for? Uh, obviously, last year, it was different. Like, you're rooting for the Phillies over the Padres because we don't wish, you know, the Padres and their fans success because we don't want them to have that, you know, success on their side. But with the Diamondbacks, I feel like it's a little bit different. Um, you know, if you it, – it, it's all dependent on you, obviously. Like, I would – in different situations in the past, like a a win for a certain team might be more beneficial to me because I don't have to deal with anybody in that direct realm in front of me. Like, you know, I don't know any Diamondbacks fans, so the Diamondbacks win – doesn't affect me. I don't really know any Phillies fans either. So if they win, it doesn't directly affect me either. But I think this year it's not so much Phillies, Phillies, Phillies. I think it's whoever you want it to be. Uh, the Dimebacks don't really have any players that I dislike. There's not really a rival. Like back a few years ago, like when the D-backs were kind of good for a little bit, Kirk Gibson was a the manager. They had all those run-ins with Dodgers. And, you know, the, the when the Dodgers jumped in the pool, and they, you know, got all mad about it. But I've been like, yeah, you know, go Phillies, like, for sure. Um, but now it's just like, mm, this, I don't really have a preference, you know, uh, whether it's Philly. And, and honestly, you can look at it in different ways. Like, there's one way to look at it is I would rather the Phillies or the, the D-backs win because that proves it's not just a fluke. Like, if the if, – you know, the Phillies had whatever, they beat the Brewers, but they thoroughly dominate the Dodgers in a sweep. And then they go on and get like swept or losing five to the Phillies. You're like, well, we, they just had one hot series and now they, they're back to the team that, and, you know, the 84 win team that they were in the regular season. And that was kind of disappointing. You know, I think you kind of want the D backs to either do well for one or even win because. That proves like okay, it wasn't necessarily a fluke. They are they did catch fire, they're running hot, and you know that's kind of what's propelling them. Uh, I, I would imagine that that might be a way to think about it. At this point, you know, not the Dodgers are out, and I don't have a dislike towards D-backs or their fans or anybody of that nature associated with the D-backs. I personally doesn't matter who wins this series. Um, I'm kind of rooting for as someone who has to work the series. I'm torn between or like working in the world. Like I'm going to be at games in the world series. I'm kind of torn between do I want a shorter flight or do I want a more fun experience? Because Arizona is a much shorter flight. 
that stadium is whatever to me. And, you know, there's, I'm, I'm, it looked like their fan base showed out and, and then the MLBS against the Dodgers. But I went to Philly last year for the World Series, and that was such a fun, you know, environment. It was rowdy. It was loud. It was crazy. It was intense. It, you could feel the energy. And, uh, you know, but I also had to fly the way to Philly, so. In the end, all I'm saying is, uh, if you still watch baseball, then I don't see a specific rooting interest at all. Unless you're somebody that just doesn't want any NOS team to have success, then you're rooting for the Phillies. And if you don't really care, maybe you're rooting for a good series. Um, There's a lot of different things to root for. Or you're just enjoying baseball. I think if both teams come in playing how they play to get to this point, I think it's going to be a really good series because – Gallon and Merrill Kelly can match up with Nola and Wheeler, you know, on paper. The offenses are both hot right now, hitting a lot of home runs and all of that. I think, obviously, the Phillies probably have the name value a little bit more, but the Dynamics have been hot. So, there'll be a fun series to watch. I'm looking forward to watching it or, you know, being uh, being a part of it a little bit uh, with what I mentioned at the start of the show. So, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to find the Furry Fan Podcast and on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to listen to watch every day to become an everydayer. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM either of us or both of us uh, for any questions, comments, concerns, show ideas, topics. All that is, is on the table. You can also get a hold of us via email, LockdownDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-LOCK. We're every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, here's my advice for the podcast, Lock on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.